everybody, check it out. Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to start a podcast. It has all the tools in one place that you need right from your phone or computer to edit and publish your podcast. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listing platforms such as Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. I'm using it right along with you. You're listening to The Frankie Files. FrankieFilesPodcast.com Hey everybody, this is Frankie with a live Q&A from Reddit that we did on November 20th, 2022. It's with Sara Tasneem, and you won't regret listening. She's an amazing activist in the area of child bride laws in the United States. Yeah, it's happening, and it's happening right now. And she said that seasonally, this is when a lot of people disappear during family vacations, etc. So check it out. Our conversation with Sarah Tasneem went quite long. Enjoy. We've had Sarah Tasneem on Frankie Files podcast. You can check that out at frankiefilespodcast.com everywhere you hear podcasts. So this is our second encounter with um, Sarah. And, you know, I don't know why, how I can get rid of the instance of me, but we're going to let it go since there's only an audio of the recording, not a visual, so it won't be a big issue. Sara Tasneem, her website is in the blog. Um, Tasneem, S as in Sarah, F as in father, advocacy dot home dot blog and the link is in chat here and I want to prepare um, she's going to be a little late but it, it is important to give you an idea of who we're about to talk to she advocates against forced child marriage survivor um, she is a survivor of forced child marriage and she advocates against it how does she do that she does it legally Sara speaks across the country legally multiple years. I don't know how long. Um, she says on her website, I advocate publicly to end the practice of forced child marriage in the United States. I also work as a volunteer mentor with young women who need support before, during, or after experiencing forced child marriage. Ugh, so terrible. At 15, my father forced me to marry a man who was a complete stranger and almost twice my age. It took me seven years to leave this abusive marriage behind. She says, I'm fighting to change laws that allow child marriage in the United States, along with other survivors who know all too well about the human rights abuse that is forced child marriage. Then there's a petition and that is on the landing page. So I you know, encourage you to go there and lend a signature. 
why is advocacy important to end child marriage? Sharing stories of survival helps raise awareness. She hopes that telling her story will connect with and empower others, will raise awareness and create positive change. Why does forced marriage happen in the United States? And, you know, this topic is hot because a lot of people think that child marriage happens in every other country. And then maybe they're trafficked in and that we don't know in the United States. No, 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 no. It's happening every day under our nose. And a lot of it is in cults or religious groups, just like Sarah Tazneen. Hers was in a Sufi cult. And I'm so happy to tell you that she can speak for the rest of what she needs to say because she has arrived. Tazneem is your second name, so we'll call you Sara, your first name. And now I think all you have to do is unmute, Sara. Unmute. It should be in the bottom center. Oh, got it. Yay. There I am. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I know this is our second time. Your first was on Twitter. That's right. Can you hear me okay? So perfect. Awesome. Yeah, it's nice and quiet back there. Cool. And how is your Sunday going? It's going rather well. Just cleaning up, getting ready for the holidays. Mm -hmm. Got people coming over. So, yeah. You have two kids, right? I do. They're both adults. But oh, they're okay. Still, yeah, they're still at home, but they're they're good. Jane, you look so young. I did not know that. Okay, time <laughs> timeline it, it's like when i speak to each survivor i try to get the timeline going but it it is a lot of stories <laughs> it's there a are a lot of stories unfortunately sad isn't it sad yeah yeah sad but true yeah we are a sisterhood of hundreds of thousands millions worldwide um mm -hmm. it's it's not the best sisterhood to be a part of but yeah at least we can support each other it's not the sisterhood of the traveling pants. No, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, it's the sisterhood of what is my father marrying me off for at 15? <laughs> What's going on? Exactly. And you guys, you definitely have to hear our full interview. Sarah painstakingly goes through the sequence, the sequence that led her to this coerced moment. But Having said that, and having said that this on replay, I'm telling people to go hear episode 35 of Frankie Files podcast and check out your website, which the link is in the chat. So having said that, um, in today's chat, first, I wanted to say um, thanks for being here. You're a busy lady, especially during the holidays, and I grabbed you on Twitter. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for the invite. I've, this is the first time I'm on this platform. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, join our group and be a regular speaker. It's cult podcasts. So everyone in the group just really talks about, you know, the new interview they want to share or whatever. Cult, just posting the, the, the interviews. And, you know, my whole desire is to have a more, whatever I can do to have a platform where survivors' voices speak out. Now, as you probably know, one of the best shows for this is cult vault and i've been on her show and i recommend you go on her show um she's in the audience today 
I'm going to send a wave out through my emoji. Oh, I will do the same. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, Casey? I see you. Thank you for your support and also for being a moderator of this group. A podcaster, two podcasters and a listener are moderators of this group, Cult Podcast. So it's pretty cool. Got a little range. Sarah got too busy. He was involved too. But um, so having said all that, I hope you guys meet soon and are our guests on her, her podcast soon too. Her listenership is UK and around the world and handles many topics. So having said that, I'm on your website and I thought we'd go, we've done a little bit of this in the first interview, you and I, but you put the bullet points you want us to know. So I'm going to read those and I thought I would let you like respond and expand on those. Okay. Because it's shocking to find out what you, uh, what you are here to teach us. It blew my mind. Uh, Because marriage under 18 years old is legally allowed in 44 states, um, the question is, why does forced child marriage happen in the United States? So it's allowed in 44 states. Now, I think you've changed that number. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, the the change has, has come in the past, like, few years, actually. So the change is uh, a huge effort um, okay. on many organizations' parts, um, including um, Unchained at Last, Tahare Justice Center, and then quite a few survivors who, in each state, um, testify at okay. legislative hearings um, in support of bills that would end child marriage in that state. So, um, for example, in uh, New York recently, they ended um, child marriage under the age of 18 with no exceptions recently. <sighs> and um, that was yeah. a huge effort. And it started with a survivor who came forward. Her name is Nyla Amin. Got the applause for you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So if you guys want to find another Fabulous. fellow survivor um her name is nyla amin and she's also on twitter she's all she's on all the social media sites Um, but she came forward and worked with um representative salazar i believe and they um also worked with unchained at last and quite a few other organizations and um got a bill forward um that ended child marriage under the age of 18 and that's really the type of legislation that my I support um, just because under the age of 18, you do not share the same rights as an adult. So that means you have not reached the age of majority. And even as an emancipated minor, you still don't share the same rights as an adult. And so what that limits you in doing is having the ability to hire an attorney, like if you want to get a divorce yeah. or going to a domestic violence shelter. Yes. or um, entering into a lease or doing mm-hmm. all the things that um, would help you leave a forced child marriage. Mm-hmm. And so that's the age that we're fighting for, not because we think that that's like a magical number, um, but because it actually is the legal age of majority. And when you say that, I mean, you can join the army at 18 or before, right? Yes, there are some exceptions to that rule. So that's a Um, rare thing. It's like you can also die or get in a child marriage. Those are the two. You could die for your country or you can get in a child marriage before 18. Right. You're supposed to not drink. It's like, oh, this is a little backwards over here, folks. 
exactly um, ring the alarm here ring here's my alarm right um, let's see and do i california, have it yeah here, here it is yeah in california <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like you're in a new york club now i'm so savvy right no i'm kidding <laughs> So, so Miss New York, you're laughing at me. It's all good. It's I'm from California. We're classless. No, I'm joking. So, okay. So the laws in New York, so you're starting with that. I'm bringing up the map of uh, the United States right now. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to try to get you to cover a bunch of uh, states just because your knowledge is incredible. Um, so you're talking about New York and, and when you say the change took place. What is the change? They were able to get married before 18. And mm -hmm. what is the change now, like specifically? Specifically, um, okay, so every state, now be before any of the laws changed five years ago, let's just say, okay. um, all states in the United States allowed child marriage in some form. And, mm -hmm. and that just means um, that the age of the age of uh, consent to marriage is, is generally 18. However, there are exceptions written wow. into those laws. And those exceptions vary state by state because each state governs its marriage laws. Okay. Um, as we right. learned, you know, with same-sex marriage, that had to go state by state. Mm -hmm. um, and the same is true for child marriage. Um, so right now there are 44 states which allow child marriage, which just mm -hmm. means that there are exceptions written into the age of 18 being the age of marriage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so generally those exceptions are parental consent. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes there's a, a judicial review. Um, but beyond that, that's, that's what it is. Um, in mm -hmm. California, speaking of California, um, mm -hmm. there is no age floor to marry in the state of Ooh. California with parental consent and what they call judicial review. Now, judicial review can also vary widely, um, even across the state. It can be as simple as a rubber stamp, or it can be an in-depth yeah. interview, which, in my opinion, exposes a minor to more abuse. Um, because those of yes. us who are survivors know that mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of coaching involved, and coaching mm -hmm. includes abuse. And so... Yeah. Um, that is what a lot of minors experience when being forced into marriages. And if those numbers aren't shocking enough for you, um, what should yeah. shock the listeners are that uh, the majority of minors who marry are girls marrying adult men. Right. And uh, when I say the majority, I'm saying closer right. to 90%. So um, 86%. So that's who the law favors. Let's get it, not get it twisted. Exactly. It's the pedophiles. Mm -hmm. They're yeah. protected in every part of this, by the way, um, not just with entering into the marriage, but then they're protected throughout the marriage. Um, right. Because if a minor tries to leave that marriage, they could be turned away from shelters. Mm -hmm. um, usually police will return them to their families as, mm -hmm. as youth runaways. Mm -hmm. um, they are treated as minors in the system are treated generally. Right. So they probably are taken right back to their abuser when that exactly. happens. That's mm. exactly what happens. Yeah. Oh, that's so dreadful. It is. And it now, happens every day. Just 
So California, yeah, yeah, that's the the alarm you're ringing. And so California and New York are two of the most populous states in the nation. Um, you say uh, California was is is it eighteen now or no? What it's is- not. We're <gasps> we're still fighting in California, and it's been extremely difficult here. Um, I have a petition that's on my website. If you live in California, if you're a voter in California, please sign mm-hmm. it. Okay. Um, the current age to get married in California is zero with parental consent <laughs> and judicial review. Stop. Um, look up the law. It is it is plain as day. Okay, tell us where to look it up. Um, you can go to ledgeinfo.com com i think okay um, but you can go to your your state's uh legislative sites Dot and gov. look up uh, minors entering into marriage and okay. your and your state and <gasps> see if it is allowed in your state and because there's 44 states which allow it uh, there's it's highly likely that your state is one of those states oh dang so if you don't live in New York, Holshen is what Delaware, I feel. Yeah. Rhode Island, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. Minnesota, and what's the other one? New Jersey. Um, then chances are your, you know, your state allows it in some form. Okay, I'm going to write those down so I don't ask you about them. Go ahead. It's Delaware. Um. Okay. New Jersey. Actually, I'll, yeah, I'll give you an easier route. Go to unchainedatlast.org and they have okay. a, a interactive map mm. that will show you all the states that currently actually have a bill pending. Um, if they don't have a bill pending, they show um, what's going on. So I, th- I would suggest go there for the most. Um, okay. uh, and also Tahere Justice Center. Um, and I can that in the chat because it's hard to spell yeah mm-hmm. yeah great great yeah guys look Thank in the you. chat um you can still be on reddit uh it, the sound you know if you open another window depending on your broad your browser and your app okay tahiri justice center and i say it like a gringo sorry um is in the chat now okay yeah. I will there, also put, and I um, want to make you know underscore while you're doing that to to listeners who aren't familiar because I'm new to this battle too, um, and I just want to help put the info out. So, what's shocking is that uh, it's so widespread. Um, you were a child bride at 15. It was in a Sufi religious cult. Um, the dad tried to marry you the first time at age 12. Like you said, their ideas are age zero, zero in their heads, some of these people. Um, so yeah, sexualization of children. And while this is a safe for work form, we'll use like MSNBC level of detail. Which is not much, <laughs> but would basically try to to connect. Okay, so now I'm on Unchained at last, and they have a lot. Okay, great. And that interactive map um, is it under forced child marriage or about? 
Yeah, if you go under, um, I think it's child marriage. Okay. Laws, and then there should be like an interactive map. I'm not finding it yet. Okay. Well, I might not find it live in real time. Um, um, so but yeah, I would suggest like just searching around their site. They have a lot of Definitely. Um, but in, in any case, like even if you don't go to any of these sites, I would suggest that you just um, find out what the laws are in your state, contact your representative, whoever mm -hmm. it is, tell them that you're disgusted and that you don't believe that children should marry adults, period, because it's mm -hmm. wrong. And it's a legal trap. It entraps minors into um, abuse, into their rights being taken away from them. Um, most minors who marry end up being taken out of school as I, that happened mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they end up having many more children than adults who marry actually do. And mm -hmm. they are three times more at risk for being abused within their relationships. Um, and you have no sovereignty at that point, right? Exactly. All your rights okay. have been taken from you uh -huh. and, um, you have no way to escape. The cherry on top for me is that um, you, as a minor, can't leave the marriage because you can't hire a divor divorce attorney. Um, there's just like so many things wrong with, with uh, child marriage. It just doesn't make any sense to protect mm -hmm. something like this, which if you look back through the history of how marriage laws were written in this country, it, they come from common law. And so we were treated, women were treated as property when those laws were written. Well, this is the outcome of that. Um, and, you know, how many years are we later? And this is still part of our everyday life. Um, the I'm property just, aspect for sure. You know, absolutely. I mean, like you're not emancipated. You go from, because when we are with our parents, we answer to our parents until we leave the house at age 18 or are emancipated. And even as an emancipated minor, I will tell you, Frankie, that you do you don't share all the same rights as an adult. Mm. And also adults don't treat okay. you like an adult. No. So if you walk into because uh, there's a lot there's some arguments out there um, where by they they say that, OK, well, you know, since children can get married, we'll just have them emancipated. And that's the case here in California. Once mm -hmm. they get married, they become emancipated. Well, if you don't even know that you're emancipated, first of mm. all, mm. how do you even like how that's would you the even whole count? Juneteenth event? They didn't yeah. know. Um, so I didn't oh know I was God. emancipated when uh -huh. I was married. Um, but the didn't. in reality, when you go to a domestic violence shelter and you tell them you're an emancipated minor, they're still going to close the door in your face mm. because you are a liability at that point. Okay. Um, because minors are, they become extremely problematic under the law because you can get charged with kidnapping if you're, if mm -hmm. you're taking in a minor without mm -hmm. their, you know, uh, without their parental consent or, you know, whoever's their guardian. Yeah. And in my case, my guardian was my abuser and was my, my husband. Um, so, and, you know, like, there's just so many stories out there. I would just well, encourage. And I want to interject right there for those who haven't heard your story on episode 35 yet of my podcast um, and, and many other news articles obtainable on your website, which is in the chat. Um, 
So just to outline again for listeners, you were married in a spiritual marriage. It wasn't even legal yet. And then you were taken out of the country where you lived in a hotel with this person and then became impregnated and their parents and family surrounded you, his parents. And then you were taken back to the States and married in a drive through in Nevada. And to really, you know, just I'm reading the California requirements right now. So it brings up a question. What form of ID would you have had at age 15? <laughs> That's really funny that you asked that. Well, first okay. of all, let me uh, let me go back. So when okay. I was forced to get married to my abuser, I met I was introduced to him in one morning and I was forced to marry him in a spiritual ceremony that same evening yeah. um, because he said he didn't want to wait for a long engagement. Mm -hmm. um, and since I grew up in a cult where marriage was considered half of your faith, um, the men who joined the group were highly encouraged to marry and marry virgins. Um, so I was basically married in one day without my mother's knowledge or consent. Mm -hmm. I was taken out of the country to his family's home. Okay. And that's <sighs> where that's where we stayed. And I was extremely isolated. I didn't speak the language. Oh, man. Um, and I'm pretty sure I got pregnant like the same night that I was married to him, um, mm -hmm. which should tell your listeners that, you know, marriage, minors who marry or children who marry are forced to get raped every right. single night that they're married to that human being. Right. Um, so it's forced rape. Yeah. It's pedophilia and it's legal. And then when we came back to the United States, when I was 16 and six months pregnant, um, I was legally married in Reno, Nevada, where they basically rubber stamped my marriage certificate, even mm -hmm. though there was evidence of a rape right in front of them, mm -hmm. um, which was my pregnant belly on my very small frame, uh, which should have alerted them that there was abuse happening. Um, yeah, that's, that's how my marriage was. What was the paperwork they asked for from you while they looked at your pregnant belly? Um, in the well, I, I don't I don't know because I didn't have any control over that situation. Right, right. I, Actually, I yeah. did I did look back at the law back then in mm -hmm. in Nevada. Um it just took a permission slip from, from my father and mm -hmm. um he just had to have it notarized or something. So my dad, of course, was on board with that. Mm -hmm. Um and wow. I don't really remember anybody even asking me like was I okay? Like he basically mm -hmm. consented for me. Yeah. Um, and wow. that's all I remember. The, what I really remember is that okay. I wanted to sled because it was the first time that I had seen snow mm -hmm. in like, you know, six months since I had left my mom's house and I really wanted to go sledding. That's, I was still a child. Yeah. I was still a child. Absolutely. Absolutely. If we can all think for a moment of what we were doing at age 15, the things that dominate your head, you know, we yeah. are kids. We are totally kids. Oh gosh. Yeah. So, um, so that whole life change for you, um, there was no discussion with you ever. No, it was that we were going to go on a, a road trip and wouldn't that be fun? And mm. I was excited to go on a road trip. So yeah, that, that was it. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't know what was like, I wasn't in control 
of my life at that point. Um, I was just under complete control and was extremely traumatized by what was going on. So I I was in survival mode and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and through years of therapy and like just figuring out what happened to me, that's how I'm able to piece these things together. But for a long time, I didn't even remember things. And Mm -hmm. for a long time, I just, it was just my fault. Like, it was my fault that I had to get married because my dad told me that, you know, it was because I had a boyfriend when I was living with my mom, that that's why I had to get married. And it had to escalate because he had to auction off your virginity. If you ruined that, well, he wouldn't have anything left to auction off. And I know that's not how he said it, but you told me earlier in our first interview, episode 35, that, um, it was seen as if you sinned and were out of wedlock and had um, inner relations with a man mm-hmm. um, that they would go to hell. I mean, what kind well, of I, yeah, rhetoric? I would, I would go to hell and he would go to hell because he was supposed to be in charge of me. And like, you know, based on that, patri- man. right. Based on that patriarchal structure, mm-hmm. he would have been responsible for my sin of, of having sex outside of marriage. So yeah, he would have gone to hell and I would have gone to hell. Opening up this for questions. If you guys have questions, put them in, in chat and we'll bring them to the floor. Um, Sarah, it, it's so, um, so as I learn more and more about propaganda and I learned how we were tricked into various behaviors, you know, I, I include myself as a kid, um, they tricked me into believing a lot of stuff in this cult. And, you know, we don't have a reference to compare and contrast. We don't have critical thinking because our parents have disarmed that. Right. And in your situation, it was like, this is your choice. There's not another. Oh, there was never a choice. Like, it was mm-hmm. just you, like, we were raised to really, like, we couldn't question anything. So, right. Um, and especially with my dad, who, who was extremely abusive to me especially in my younger years okay I wouldn't have questioned him because I would have been afraid um so yeah it was never a thing of like I have a choice here I didn't have a choice I I had to comply I was in a room full of adults Mm. um most a lot of them were my dad's family and and I thought I was doing the right thing because that's what I was taught Mm-hmm. Um, I was groomed from a very young age to, to believe that that was what I was supposed to do with my life, become a mother and a wife. And that was like mm-hmm. my highest calling. Um, right. you know, that's so under his eyes, indoctrination. Yeah. Under his eyes, I was like, that's I was just fulfilling my purpose. And I felt like, oh, for once my dad is going to be like proud of me instead of mm. blaming me for something. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, that's what happens to kids because they can't really, they don't have the ability to, to, to make those judgments. Um, they just don't. Right. Right. How could we have a reference to anything else? Especially, and, yeah. If we've been told our whole lives that uh-huh. we have to behave a certain way around adults. And I remember like my ex abuser even telling me well i'm your elder so you have to listen to me it's <laughs> just like okay. you're my elder all right by two <laughs> times you pedophile 
<laughs> Come on, tell me some things you would want to say to him. I know we can't cuss, but oh, uh, um, oh yeah, gosh. I don't think there would be much talking. Just a lot of, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Yeah, girl, I relate. <laughs> Those moments, everybody in the audience who's got CPTSD from some, who couldn't keep it in their pants. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's like, you give us all the homework, you freaks, just because you can't control yourself. But but often, you know, this is why I want the survivor voice to become more and more loud. I'll just start yeah. with America. <laughs> but in the world, but especially with cults and sexual abuse. And I wasn't married because they forced me to be with women um, in this cult. But it was like, you took away the virginity, you auctioned it off. Like it was this amazing commodity. They would even use the words like you're special because you're a virgin. It's like, you're sick, you know, yeah. you're sick people. And uh, you're auctioning off my sexuality. I didn't even get a discussion either. And in your case, I'm pleased that, you know, there's some action we can all pay attention to and take. What's first is getting the knowledge out that it isn't even age 18. And I, you really blew my mind. I'm going to say it again, because I did think it was 18. I thought it was like in the South, like 17. Oh, those miscreants over there, you know? <laughs> nope. It's, I'm it's like, right California is on the chopping <laughs> block. They're the worst. They're one of the, they're absolutely one of the worst. Why and is it so hard you to change oh, the I laws? Because it's for that exact same reason that they that people think, oh, well, this is just not an issue in this state. Mm. Um, and that's what I heard from legislators when I gave my testimony back in 2017. Okay. And, um, you know, what I will say to that is that one girl or one child who is forced to marry is one too many. And it is your duty mm -hmm. as a legislator to protect that minor. And Would you, you be going in front of Congress when you did this? I did go in front of Congress. Tell I us. went. I went in front of Congress twice. Tell <laughs> me what that entailed. I want to hear all the details. You're going to address the law as it exists, right? First, and to tell them well, your desires. What you're what you're going in front of? What wh whatever legislative body that you go in front of, whether it's the. Um, uh, you know, judicial council or um, the senators or whoever it is, you're addressing them on a bill that is being proposed. And um, you're basically saying that you are um, either for the bill or you're against the bill. I and then see. You, you state your reasons why. Um, so I, you know, stated my reasons that I'm a survivor, um, that this mm -hmm. was the experience that I had and that it needed to be stopped because you know, it's putting minors at great risk. Um, so, And this was in California? Yeah, this was back in 2017. Uh, there was a bill proposed okay. by Senator Jerry Hill, um, who the reason he proposed the bill is because somebody in his uh, constituency came forward and said that um, there was a high school, a high school girl who was being forced into a marriage and there was nothing that her mm. friend could do anything about. Um, and he looked into the law and, and sure enough, found out that, you know, yes, it is perfectly legal here in California. Mm -hmm. And he decided to put forth wow. the bill. And unfortunately, that bill uh, was opposed by the ACLU hmm. and uh, by Planned Parenthood. <laughs> Wait, oh, what? Yes. 
I almost spit out my water. What? <laughs> ACLU and Planned Parenthood, we think of those as uh, white knights for uh, women's rights. They and you know no normally they I oh, I can't speak like on on any other issue I'm just only speaking on I, I do understand issue and I I will say that like if ACLU or Planned Parenthood wants to talk I would be absolutely happy to talk to them but so far we have not made much headway with it and their Planned Parenthood basically their argument boils down to it's a slippery slope for limiting. Um, abortion rights for minors and uh, it could be used against minors who want to get an abortion without parental consent um, and can you my- rewind can you rewind I must yeah. be super simple person no, because I don't lot. understand it's a lot. that sounds it's like lot. some yeah. gaslighting it's a lot it's a lot okay. of information to take in and that's why and that's why I tell people to research the yeah. issue where they are because it's 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 not a simple matter of just limiting mm-hmm. it to eight to age 18 it's what is the political landscape in your state mm-hmm. um and I would say in california the political landscape is child trafficking into marriage and they want to keep it open it happens right. a lot. yeah and right. unfortunately the laws protect abusers in this situation wow and the ACLU's complaint against, okay, and to clarify, you were 2017 Jerry Hill. Um, the bill put forth what limit? Uh, basically just, it was very simple. It said um, instead of there being a bunch of exceptions written into the law, it just removed those exceptions and said there are no exceptions to the age of 18 to be married in the state of California. What's wrong with that? I don't know. <laughs> Pedophiles cried out, no, Scientology would does not approve or whatever. Okay. I just, okay. You're really like, it's hard to hear. It's really hard to hear. For it's me. hard to hear. It's hard to be in front of a legislative body where they're telling you that, you know, your experience is not enough um that you know they don't even need to count it in their state because it doesn't happen it doesn't exist so basically like why am i bringing this forward to them um and 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 let's jump in there sarah i know why they say they can say it doesn't exist because all of the people are afraid to speak out i waited 35 years to say a word publicly one word Exactly. People are scared. I was scared. I knew I would take these secrets to my grave. I planned to take my rape and abuse to my grave. And it wasn't even a legal marriage. So they were threatened. You were, okay, let's just speak about why people stay silent. Okay. I think that's- What were you threatened with? Really good topic. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean- How do they get the silence to keep going? all of my power was taken away from me as a very young child. I grew up in a group where I had no power. I had no say over, you know, basic things like even just getting my basic needs fulfilled. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Because our group was basically like, they taught that like our egos want things and we should just deny more food, more sleep. Just playing with friends yeah and so okay. kids were 
we're kind of like the embodiment of that. Um, but yeah. our power was taken away so early that it, it took a long time to be able to find it. And then once you find it and you leave, um, I think there's a part of you that still believes that you're a bad person and you just mm-hmm. blame yourself for years and years and years for the abuse, because that's what they told you. That's Shit what they mark. Abusers told you that you deserved it because of X, Y, and Z. So sorry, yes. you deserved to be forced into this marriage because yes. you just couldn't control your sexual urges and you just had to go, you had to have a boyfriend. And, um, you know, if you didn't have a boyfriend, then you wouldn't have been married at know. 15, at 15, at 12. No, the first time was 12. Right. Um, right. right. And, um, the only reason that my dad and my grandparents thought I was, um, like, which by the way, I was not sexually active at 12, just to clarify. Um, um but they found some notes to my friends and assumed that I was, instead of asking me, um, that's why they decided to mm-hmm. try to get me married off at 12, which would have been horrific. Mm-hmm. You normal girl. Kakashi's wife says, I'm so sorry this happened to you in the chat. Thank you. I, I wish it, I wish it would never happen to anybody. It's just, mm-hmm. it's horrible. Um, it is sexual abuse of minors in cults is extremely common from so many people that I've connected with who either have been raised in cults, um, their sexual autonomy has really been messed with at an early age. And that was definitely what happened in our group. Uh, we were groomed for a very young age to just think that we were sexual beings. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was our fault if a man looked at us or, um, you know, if anything happened, it was always our fault, right? It, well, it you can like, blame the Bible because you temptress you. Yeah, age, exactly. You temptress age four. How dare you look at me seductively? So by the time you were, um, let's see. When you begin to get, let's just speak about, you can go back too, but when you started to get out, you started with education, even though they said you were not allowed. (laughs) What I find ironic about your story is that your uh, husband became a deadbeat dad. He did not, he wasn't a good provider for two kids. He never was. No, he never was. How does the arranged marriage not have an obligation on his part? So let me get this. Daily rape is cool, but you don't have to provide for your family in this particular Oh my God. You don't know how many times I've asked my Mm. dad and other people in the group that, like, how can these men marry Mm. these girls and then not be financially responsible or any type of responsible for for their children? Like, literally every single survivor that I know Mm-hmm. has had to escape from their forced marriage and then raise children on their own oh um, while going through horrible custody fights where mm-hmm. the man doesn't literally does not want the child. He just wants mm. to punish the woman for leaving. Um, okay. That's kind of what happened to me. I mean, my Lord, I had to navigate through a very complicated family law system at 20 Mm-hmm. Three years old, uh, single mom, and I basically paid out of pocket for everything. Uh, he hired a lawyer. So, of course, things went in his favor. Um, I 
have like I had custody of my children, but he also shared custody of them. He had like he had visitation rights and all that kind of stuff. And um, there was only so much I could do to protect my children. The good thing is that he left and he left the country and um, he did see the children, but not um, a whole lot like because he literally didn't care. I, I'm so sorry. I don't like. I honestly just don't know. Okay. I, I I don't know. Yeah, yeah. This I, is this is the stuff right here. Like, you know, when we hear stories in this way, we we have to look at the whole scope of it. The reason these laws need to change is because it's a catastrophe on all parties. Like, not the man, especially the kids. Like, especially yeah. my kids who you know, they've grown up without a dad. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, they've grown up with a mom who I'm not going to lie. Most of the time I was just in survival mode, trying to like make ends meet. And, um, sure. it was extremely hard. Right. My kids are in their twenties and we're good, but, um, there was a long, long period of time that it, I was just surviving. Like I didn't have time to think about whose fault this was Mm -hmm. i had to put food on the table oh i understand (laughs) and this is the thing (laughs) about the departure right it's messy because they certainly don't give us the tools it's like no and you have to start from scratch you literally from zero you're starting from zero with absolutely nothing Nothing. when i left my ex i rented a room he took the kids for the summer told me that he was going to return them at this at the end of the summer tried to keep them I had to fight tooth and nail to get them back. I, you know, it was just, I could go on about the nightmare that I dealed with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when, when I was trying to leave him, he, that was the first time he tried to kill me. Um, and, you know, it was like, um, oh, you know, sorry. leaving a marriage, uh, an abusive marriage um, mm-hmm. is one of the most dangerous things that a victim of domestic violence can do. And, and people always ask, well, why, you know, why does, why do people stay? It's because you will literally die. That's why. Because, you know, people don't want to hear about what survivors have to stay, but they literally will die. But they'll (laughs) sure judge. They'll judge. Why'd you stay? Why did you do this? Why did you do that? It's like, what would you have done? I'd like to hear your wisdom right now, Mr. Mr. or Mrs. Hypothetical. And women are, I mean, it's the worst, scary worst culprits of, of judgment. I will say that like, and the groomers too. I yeah. mean, the, I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because it was tr- like flag, flag, flag. When we were talking about how his mother and family surrounding family, um, helped you get to their property out of, uh, country traffic you out, make sure you got pregnant and then help him finalize the marriage after it was consummated this is nuts that's trafficking and they females helped they do Females helped on every part of my story and they still do to this very day and it's the whole and you know it's sad because it's all part of this horrible system and Mm -hmm. it doesn't work for anybody it doesn't work for men either they're not happy like you know i i think a part of it is like I mean, how could you be happy with so much 
horror and abuse going on. Like I, I yes. just, I don't think anybody's happy in that situation. And, and so we go back to, I uh, keep thinking about Dr. Lalish's bounded choice book systems of control. Now we go back to the Bible, the Bible and their each cult's particular interpretation is the system of control. This is what we are supposed to do. This is what you're supposed to do. This is what your family is supposed to do. And of course, we, you and I talked about this before. Here's what you need to do with your sex organs. This is a very important part of the Bible, right? Right. Um, it's like, well, none of that's working. Yeah. You're supposed to make them available for your husband at any time. Um, that's basically what I was taught. Yeah. And there's a word for that, slavery. And, uh, you know, the also just my reproductive rights being taken away um, the night of my marriage, you know, basically entrapped me further because I didn't have any access to any type of reproductive health. So you're 15 and you're in another country where they might speak French sometimes. They speak French. Yeah, they speak French. And, um, you know, if you I have no nothing. No, I'm no I'm, cell phone, no one to call. No, I mean, I there was God. like a phone, but I was told I couldn't use a phone. It was too expensive. And mm, I was monitored and I was told not to never, ever call my mom. Like that was like the worst thing I could ever do. Never, um, ever call your mom because she didn't approve of the marriage and doesn't even know. Well, she would have tried to come and rescue me. Yeah. Because essentially I was kidnapped. If you look at it from a perspective, yes. like no marriage. I was kidnapped. Absolutely. And for those who haven't heard the story on episode 35, it's there and, and more link in her website. Sarah, it was literally, it, it was literally the spiritual marriage took place in a group, in a ceremony, in a hotel in California. And what, the next night you were out of country? Um, the next, like in the next week I was out of the country. And mm -hmm. oh, you asked about my ID, which is really interesting. Um, so I have, I kept all of my papers, by the way, I'm kind of a freak about that, but I, well, I that's kept, great. I kept my passport, mm -hmm. um, which was stamped when I left the country with him. And I had that passport picture. I was 12 years old in it. <gasps> yeah. I was 12 years old when that, when whoever the passport agent who stamped oh, it man. saw me leaving out of the country with a fully grown man, um, who maybe had a permission slip for my dad. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But that's all it took, like, mm -hmm. to get me out of the country. There's so, like you said, the system is doing this. It's set up for this. There's so much collusion at every point. Every single point. Like the looking the other see, way. You never see a point where people are like, oh, my gosh, are you okay? Oh, Not at one point did anybody ask me, are you okay? Even my own doctors. <gasps> like, it was just it's to the point where like so you, you have to wonder if if it's just not set up for this like what's what is really happening well you know like i when i spoke to um we have a question from the audience from worldliness i spoke to daniela i'll end up this and she said um she said similar things it's like you know she had to walk out at age 15, her, leave her whole family and the, try to enroll in school. She wasn't even a person in the system. She didn't exist. 
Yeah, I read it, her book. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. So amazing. Um, it she, was. Yeah. There's a book in you. Uh, man. Um, Kakashi's wife, uh, you deserved better, and the system is not set up to protect kids from trafficking and these horrible acts. Um, so, so let's get back to, um, you know, how they were able to traffic you through the system. Um, the laws never really safeguard someone from you're there, you're in their care. There's just no point at which someone, um, I, I don't even know what to say. Like it, it's shocking. It's, it happens and it isn't just you. That's right. It wasn't just me. Um, it was all, all, all of the girls that I actually grew up with. Um, <gasps> I currently um, have, we have started a support group for, for folks who have left my group and who, who also suffered um, okay. child marriage and we support each other. Um, but some of the things that we learn about what happened to each other are just like horrific. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just the fact that it happened to so many of us and nobody. How many day are you had, in your group? Um, there's a lot. Like, I don't know exact numbers. Um, I wish I knew, like, but I, I know that I've talked to quite a few people and, um, so sorry. You know, it has to be like at least over 50 minors so far that mm -hmm. I've spoken to. And, um, Ugh. every time I talk to somebody new, it literally breaks my heart because mm -hmm. it just doesn't need to happen. And, you know, the laws should protect minors from, from this happening. And you say that the common law from UK is what was kind of grandfathered over? Yeah. Um, into it, US? Yeah. Uh, basically, that's, that's how, you know, Wow. our marriage age laws are written based on common law, which, you know, a lot of our laws are based on common law that's that's how they exist um but okay. some of them have not been changed over time to match our society's norms and in this case you know women were treated as property in a marriage and yes. um so generally speaking if you look at the various laws and i think uh tahari justice system does a really good job of of um the legal synopsis um mm -hmm. you can even see how gendered the laws are um mm. like for as an example like in a lot of states girls have a lower age to get married than than boys do um and so like you can just see the the um the patriarchy that was built in back in the day um mm -hmm. and it was it was a way of basically big time taking a female and you know having her leave her parent like her father's care and going into a new relationship and um like for property reasons basically um <laughs> you um, are a valuable asset well if you have any assets um you're that are of value then that's kind of how things mm -hmm. got determined had a question where was the child's parents and that oh. child being you, I guess, is what they're asking. 
Sure. Uh, well, my dad was the one who was forcing the marriage. Um, so in most cases of child marriage, it's the parents who are doing the forcing of the marriage. Um, and in my case, it was my father. My mom didn't know what was happening. Uh, my parents were divorced. So I was living with my mom. I went to visit her. I went to visit my dad that summer with the expectation that I would return to finish my, you know, sophomore year of high school, mm-hmm. which didn't happen. Um, because during yeah. that summer, and by the way, just so you know, like any vacation that's coming up, like even now with uh, winter vacation coming up, there are higher instances of forced marriage uh, that happen along with vacation. Yes, because that's when most Traffic. child abuse, that's when most child abuse happens. Uh-huh during you know vacation time because you know exchanging of kids um and and anything can happen okay it's just it was um, what time of year was yours was it like a? it was in the summer i was i left yeah i left to see my dad i left Mm. colorado my mom's house right to visit my dad in california and that's where this happened and you guys got to hear episode 35 because she does take us chronologically. I'm just badgering you as my memory because, you know, in and out sometimes on these things. But I mean, the story sequentially, you know, first, okay, because the mother being separated by leaving the cult and the marriage, you were separated from your parent. They did that. Yeah, they separated me from my mom. Um, from the ages of five to about mm-hmm. 12, I mm-hmm. got to see her kind of off and on, but I was basically reunited with my mom at 12 and I got to live with her from 12, um, to 15 when I was forced to marry. And guys, this is United States. The first thing you said that we've got to, um, eradicate is the idea that this doesn't happen. It absolutely it's happens. So strong. It's yeah. It's commonplace. Um, if you guys want to do your research, um, please do. And, and there was a recent study that was published, uh, by Unchained at Last that found that 300, close to 300,000 minors were married between 2010 to 2018. So repeat, repeat close to 300,000 minors were married between 2010 to 2018 and 86% of them were girls married to adult men. Because that's who's doing this. Well, and that's who is getting married as a minor. So Mm -hmm. I think that's another good point to drive home is that a lot of people think when you think about minor marrying, you think, oh, it's Romeo and Juliet, like two high school sweethearts (laughs) fell in love and, you know, they just want to get married. That's not the case today. The case today is minors marrying adult men. And, um, the my the very the vast minority are two kids marrying each other but even then why can't they just wait until they're 18 i'm sorry so the yeah for human rights abuse why yeah. can't for putting all other minors at risk why mm-hmm. can't they wait until they're 18 if they're that much in love mm-hmm. and if they're so dedicated to each other get engaged you know and then get married when you're 18 by all means and those but, numbers have take up when it's two kids in love who who's how many is that a very small percentage okay um, that's what i thought she said less less than 20 percent, and um and also another interesting statistic that um minors who marry are 80 percent um more likely to get divorced they do get divorced 80 percent <laughs> yeah. of them 
Gee, I wonder why. Yeah. It was horrific. And when they finally figured out how to get away, because it took you seven years, right? It took me seven years um, to separate and three years to get to get my divorce finalized. Okay. Oh, three years. So how did you because so so he's a deadbeat dad that you were forced to marriage um, to marry and then you have two kids and he's not providing you go to the council and you say I want to get an education so I can help provide for my kids and they say no and you go well I have to. Well, yeah, I mean, basically I was, you know, I, this was after I had my, my daughter and I wanted to go back to school. I mean, I saw kids my age walking to the park every day and they would, they were going to school and I was like, I want to go back to school. Oh my Lord. Um, and, you know, I remember speaking about women who, you know, empower the patriarchy. Um, the Sheikh's wife basically was like, well, you know, why do you need to go to school? You're going to make your husband feel like he's less of a man. And, you know, um, you should be staying at home. Like, you you know, you're, you're married now. <laughs> why do you You're want to going go to, to make your husband feel like he's less of a man? He's less of a man. <laughs> Let's get it out there. He's less of a man. He's a pedo. Wanted to marry a virgin. He forced two children on you and never provided for the kids. What is the excuse for this behavior? It's a man, totally amazing to me how that system was set up. Yeah, and I was always the one at fault. And there's a person in the chat who wants to do Cash App. I would ama uh, assume you have this type of information on your blog, which is in the chat. Um you can certainly correct us if you're wrong. Um, I don't, I don't have anything set up, but um, if they want to donate, I would say go to Global Hope 365. They work here in California and please donate on my behalf. There you go, listener. You heard it straight from Sarah. And so after, um, User commented, I hope he's in jail for what he did to you. Oh, he's not. He's uh, He has no repercussions. He got a green card out of it. No, it, there. And that's the thing is that, you know, like, yeah, if he was an actual kidnapper, which he was. Um, yes, he was. Then he might have been prosecuted. But guess what, guys? This is legal. The family protected the whole kidnapping situation well, until it's you not were married. Even, not even just the family, but okay. like, this is legal. The state the protected system. him. The state protected him. They are complicit. They're complicit in the abuse. They're complicit in the kidnapping. They're complicit in the child sexual assault mm -hmm. and the ongoing rape of children. They're complicit. So if we want to hold somebody accountable, we should we should first hold our states accountable. I'm listening. And the state laws are allowing it. They are extremely complicit in this abuse. They know it's happening. And if you know something bad is happening to minors, you are, negli you're, you are negligent in not yes. doing something about it. Yes. And the state of California and all 44 states who allow this are negligent and they're yes. not protecting minors from abuse. Yes. And it's and systemic because this is not your uh, mother was in an arranged marriage 
She was. She was in an arranged marriage when she was 19. Uh, my dad was also 19, um, but she was, you know, she was wow. from Guyana. She wasn't from the United States. She was from Guyana, which, you know, I'm, many of you will know Jim Jones. Yeah, she actually was born mm. in Guyana. She's from Guyana. Oh, gosh. And she's Guyanese and, you know, had nothing okay. to do with Jim Jones. But mm-hmm. um, she was she was raised as a Muslim and was told, um, you know, when she was 19, while she was still in school and she wanted to be in school, um, that she needed to accept a marriage proposal. And um, if she didn't accept that marriage proposal, her dad said that he would disown her. And um, Mm. that's what you call a bounded choice. Yes. As a 19 year old um, who is financially dependent on, you know, a father or parents, Mm-hmm. you you really don't have a say and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know if they say that they want you to do something well you, you kind of what are your options and sorry i did this episode where i researched um a topic they they use the label sexual mind control and the idea that telling someone what to do with their life in reproductive organs is sexual mind control it could be parents in law religion uh, forced marriage, you know, the male, whatever. It could be the female on the male. But it is an interesting um, to step back and think about the idea that, you know, if you're told you're a certain thing from birth, from as, to, you know, from the moment words make sense to you, you're indoctrinated that you're a sexual object. And then you fulfill that and you wake up at some point and go, I'm not going to let my child exactly be the same. Exactly. Kudos to you because wait, there was an incident, right? Yeah. You know, like, because I was raised in this group, that was like just the general accepted rule that virgins get married to men. Mm -hmm. And um, my abuser had a friend who hadn't got married because he was, even more of a creep than my ex abuser, but Mm. he would like stalk young girls and stuff. It was really gross. Um, But he told this friend that, Hey, if you don't get married by the time my daughter reaches like 15 or 16, you can just marry her. (gasps) And I was like, Nope, that's, that's not happening. You heard the promise. Yeah. Like generational. This is how it happens. That's how it happens. They're yeah. literally breeding new wives and slaves into the situation. Uh, another comment in chat. Um, I'm sorry your father failed you. Clearly not a man with a moral code or love. Unreal. Yeah. His moral code is very different from from most people's moral codes. Certainly. But also he seemed to use the doctrine to enforce his own yeah it was, I, guess. I, I I think that oh like and I mean you were raised in a cult too so like it's it's almost like they use the rules um as a way to just hide the abuse yeah and it's not like it has little to do with the actual religion and more to do with their own desires mm-hmm. and their own um desire to control another human being and in my case it was 
the control of all of the followers and the followers' children. And we were conveniently born into this group. So we didn't question the same way that that other people who joined into the group did. So we were indoctrinated Mm -hmm. from such a young age that we didn't really question things. So like women who would join the group, for example, um, older women would complain that, hey, I can't get married. I can't fulfill my religion because you know, all these young girls are taking all the husbands. Mm-hmm. That was a common complaint. Sick. In our group. Yeah. Sick. Sick. Oh, what a weird, twisted yeah. perspective. Uh, very weird. And like, instead of saying like, hey, can we stop marrying these children? <laughs> it's like, stop the abuse. Like, I can't get a husband Lady? because all, because again, blaming the girls, oh, like it's their fault. <laughs> Well, that's where the whole Lolita thing comes in. Um, The image in society is that a young virgin is a mystical thing to be conquered and harnessed. And it's the special energy. And, you know, this is a a, a sick and twisted motif that keeps going. And I can see how it really plays into the child marriage. Men think that there's something mystical about a virgin. They want well, to be the one yeah. to defile you. Yeah. And they literally, I mean, the, the leader would literally say, well, you know, she doesn't know how to make up her mind. So you just make up her mind for her. <sighs> That's That was intended. They trained you to not make up your mind. They indoctrinate you to have no choices. Oh, right. my Lord. And, you know, like for me, like we were literally, my sister and I, my twin and I were told we are special because we're virgins. You're very yeah. special. That's horrific. You have special uh, spiritual energy that the master wants. Right. So we need you to stay virgins. Also, we need you to spirit, you know, physically be sexually with this female. She's a virgin too. Gross. That's how the trafficking started for us. Yeah. So it's these, not like there. It's not like you were special because you were a child, or nope. like you had any special talents, or <laughs> nope. You no, know, you were good in math, or a good writer, or a good talker. Like, yeah. Well, you were special because you were a virgin. Well, yeah, I'm a child. We're mining the nuggets of gold, <laughs> the virgin virginity within you. Ah, it's so special. Ah, I mean, it's so crazy how they think. I can't even get my my head around. When I finally remembered that conversation when I was writing my memoir, and I think you, there's a book in you, such a good book in you, too. I think you need to write your story, but I'll bug you about that some other time. But uh, because you already have learned to publicly speak and advocate, so you have so much of your story written mentally already, you know, like really articulated and your story is amazing, but it's like, it is sad that they target us as virgins. It makes me mad. Yeah. for sure. We never had a chance. Nope. And if that's your first sexual experience, it really messes you up for life. (sighs) You think? Yeah, it really does. I'm being sarcastic now. Sorry. Yeah. It's like, it does. Yeah. If that's your first experience that you have had all the power taken away from you. That's right um then you think that that's normal and you know i was i forget where i was because i do consume a lot of this material about cults and stuff but it was like the the power um of being my mentor is gone now 
anything you could have told me or taught me and you're you're my authority you ruined it when you defiled me or you turned this relationship into something sexual excuse me it's over you're not my mentor you're not smarter than me now you're my abuser and my captor right you can't play that role we aren't gonna go there you know like we might have to play act but I'm not listening yeah, to you. Yeah, no, like, there's no teacher anymore. There, <laughs> there's no, that relationship is dead. Yeah. And they'll, they'll literally, and correct me if I'm wrong, in your cult, the Sufi sect, which was in the United States, but had international connections yeah. to membership. Um, but they believe um, the man is your teacher no matter what, right? Well, they believe first that the um, the teacher of the sect is your teacher. And then um, there's like a chain of command, basically, like in many patriarchal mm-hmm. structures, there's a chain of command. So it's the sheikh, then it's like, you know, your imam, whoever leads your, you know, closest uh, uh, center. Um, and then it's um, your father and your husband. Um, oh, and by the way, if your father... Um, or husband are around then it's it's brother it's your brother or your son your Um, son yeah it could be your son as well it could be your son it could be your son yes he's gonna tell you what to do (laughs) i guess (laughs) oh (laughs) sara my son won't no he knows better (laughs) (laughs) no in real world now yeah but in this patriarchal fantastical lineage oh exactly and it's like this is the problem i have with religion right here yeah it's just uh, the control of somebody else but the at all costs yeah at all costs yeah Yeah. and the person at the top of course is the most power hungry and Mm -hmm. will stop at nothing to just i don't know what happens to these leaders like Mm -hmm. how crazy are they yeah to want to have this much control over people and why 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 what like thank you i mean besides money okay the human condition it's bad but why it's bad yeah you know uh, plato said you look into the abyss and the abyss looks into you yeah it's like they do they they touch the power and they go oh i want more or something weird something weird happens because i'm with you like i was never touched by the desire to be famous have control over people. I literally love being the person that makes notes about what it's like being human and reads other humans' notes about what it's like being human. That's I what think. that's what I enjoy, you know? Yeah, I think the whole idea of celebrity <laughs> is just so crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, how can somebody be a celebrity? Like, what makes them so special? Why would we worship them, Sara? I don't, yeah, I don't worship anybody. I Thank I, you. You know, I think <laughs> I try my best to understand people. Um, and I appreciate the craft of acting and singing and all that kind of stuff. But you mm-hmm. can appreciate that without putting people up on a pedestal. Because well, I've... Is then that you have all these crazy stories like R. Kelly and, mm-hmm. you know, um, right. all these other people who have just like abused their power. Like powers Absolutely. is a really toxic thing. Well, it is, and it is not an elixir to be sipped lightly. It you can't. They say what absolute power corrupts absolutely. Um, in this book, I love all you want to know but didn't think you could ask. This 
um, all the religions, so it's sub subheading religion, cults, and popular beliefs. So I really like this because it's lists and charts and a section on East religion. And can you believe they have fandom in here? <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. So we are talking about like the cults of personality. Oh yeah. I mean, like you, fandom. I yeah. The, um, there's so many celebrities that have their, you know, cult following. Yes. And, um, and I don't think a religious leader is any different, right? Absolutely not. How is it different? I mean, you have kind Your of shake set of rules. You have this the same leadership structure. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to do crazy things to get close to the leadership. Um, right. The more risky behavior, right. you do, like the more the payoff is. Um, <laughs> yes. And, you know, and then at the heart of it all is abuse, is horrible sexual abuse, generally speaking. <laughs> I know. And all these ceremonies are so pomp and beautiful. It's like, wait a minute like yours the picture that's on your twitter that's pinned yeah. it's yeah. like wait okay so this was this beautiful ceremony and people picked out a gown for you and you were surrounded well, actually, by peers it happened so quickly that i literally my aunt let me borrow one of her dresses and that mm -hmm. was the the green velvet dress that i was wearing mm -hmm. that was hers uh somebody slapped some makeup on me this mm -hmm. happened in one day um, where I was told that I was going to get married that night. And, and the sheik was in town, so it was really special, right? Sheik? Yeah, sheik? The, yeah the sheik. The sheik of sheik. this particular group was okay. he, uh, the international group. So we're talking like the sheik sheik, you know, like. Okay. Um, he High was, level. Yeah, the highest level of that particular group. Yeah. Uh, and he was there for a religious conference. And so it was a huge honor for my dad um, to have his daughter married by this, by this man. All about them. Um, who, you know, by the way, in this particular religious sect, they also practice polygamy. They still do. No um, way. Yeah. Um, oh my God. It's really. Wait, really wait. So this was incredible. in a hotel in California. Hotel in California. And the shake, um, you know, has probably been talked to you by your father arranged it. Uh, yeah i don't know like i these are all the details that don't even i know. have no clue all i know is that i was wow. wearing kids clothes that morning like uh -huh. and the i say kids clothes is because like in the group God. you kind of like you if you were a child you're really childish like you you don't like you're not all of a sudden um I don't know even as a teenager you're still kind of like mm -hmm. really sheltered in a way um mm -hmm. and then suddenly and the suddenly, responsibilities yeah. are there well so that same night i was night. literally handed over to a man who i just met that morning <sighs> and when i asked uh one of the adults on the way up to the ceremony where am i going to sleep tonight they just looked down at the ground didn't answer me yeah. And that's when I knew I was like in big trouble because mm -hmm. I had, that's kind of when I really kind of was just, I think a part of my brain turned off and Trauma. I don't know if that part ever came back until much later. That's that space we go to and we're like, okay, it's time to disappear into a cave inside my very being. Yeah. So I really. It's about to get real. It was really hard to 
remember um, stuff that happened after that for a really long time, like for mm-hmm. years, I, I had to go back and that it was a good thing that I kept all my documents because I went back and I was like piecing my life together and I made a timeline. I was like, okay, I so, did that. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is my passport. So I was, you here. had to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And then I looked like at some old cards that people had sent me. Oh, okay. This is when I had my daughter. This is when I got married. Like all those dates right. that are really like clear for most people. Right. So just fuzzy. And then when oh I started remembering, I started remembering a lot. And, um, you know, it's like, it kind of just happens in waves, but um, it took a long time. Well, see, you, I'm going, I'm like screaming in my head right now. <laughs> that amnesia is a strange experience. Yeah. I had two different moments where that took place. I went in orbit, I would call it. Mm-hmm. You left I, your body. You, yeah, you're like, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. Shit's about to get real. Gotta go. And then the memory and the amnesia is surrounding that because it's too violent of a mental right. experience to stay present for. Right. Like someone's just about to take over your whole life, ego, and your goals and tell yeah. you what to do. It's like, uh, I don't want to be here for this. Exactly. And I want to. I almost want to join your group because I was like a child <laughs> bride, but there was they made me do other physical things because it was with women I had to serve and forced polygamy. I experienced that too. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know that was going on in this cult. Oh my gosh! Yeah, a lot of the same things that happen in other cults happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you if you look at the FLDS cult, you could kind of picture what our cult was like. Right. Um, the recent. Um, there was a, a obey and stay sweet um, mm-hmm. documentary. So mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff really happened in our group as well, okay. but just with a different doctrine. So, right. you know, under the guise of Sufism and Islam and, you know, people use the leader in power, use that to empower himself and abuse people. And the, you know, my dad was also extremely abusive um just and you know a lot of the men because i've been talking to other survivors and you know a lot of the husbands in this group were violent um and they or either the 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 mothers or the fathers were violent and it's just like was it that a child abuse convention happened and they all got Mm. together and they were just like Hey, how can we do this in a way that is like protected? And we can't create a network of all the perbs and get together, maybe have a card game and shop for a new one. Uh, Like share notes on abuse, that kind of thing. Like, oh, what's the best way to abuse your child? Oh, well, you should probably lock them up in a basement um, and don't let them out for a week. Um, Starve them and do other things. Mm. Yeah. Oh, Sarah. You know, these movies they show on TV, I'm like, I can match that. <laughs> it's sad, but you can do it too. So I mean, it's like that ain't nothing. It happened to so it happens to so many children every single day. Strong. It's sad. Our system is broken. Well, I mean, it really is um, something to look at how the women enable it. Not your mother, because they had ejected her from your life. My mom. Was- she woke up and said, Sufi cult not for me yeah well and she then she was up, what outcast she woke up and didn't want to be married anymore and she uh-huh. also wanted to have a career so she became a nurse 
And um, yeah, yeah, okay. During that time, you know, when she left my dad, um, you know, like she hadn't experienced the dark side of my dad, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. So she she entrusted us to him basically i guess right um, but right. you know there's definitely, she shares blame as well like she wasn't there Understood. She um but my dad also played a huge role in separating us and so did the group and they labeled her um a she devil uh shaitana and um you know because i was her daughter like inherently uh, there you know i was somehow I was blamed for whatever she did as well mm -hmm. um, you know especially like I think for my dad I was just a reminder of her because I looked a lot like her um so I think I yeah. reminded I reminded him of the hurt and yeah. pain um when she left him and it was easy for him to abuse me because of that I think gross and, and also and makes me wonder what he was doing to her too I don't know. I mean, like everything that she told me was that like they had an okay relationship, um, but she left him. And wow. I think, I don't know. Like, I honestly don't know what happened to my dad. I think mm -hmm. he, he clearly is a person who doesn't have empathy um, right. and an extreme narcissist. Um but I don't know how he got that way. Wow. And then he kind of just like enabled um, it to be excused by the teachings or excerpts of the Bible. They empowered or, him. Excuse in a way. Me, um, uh, they empowered him teachings. Um, to yeah. abuse his children, like, mm -hmm. you know, with the abuse and everything, like, I, I seriously am not joking when like parents did compare notes and like share mm -hmm. how they abused their children. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. When you speak to the other Sufi child brides, you, are they very similar? You're saying? Some of them are, but they all, like a lot of them say like my dad was one of the worst. <gasps> uh, they were like, I'm yeah, we sorry. were all, like, we're like, yeah, we have it bad, but not as bad as you. <laughs> like, oh, no. But some of them had it much worse in their marriages. Mm -hmm. So it's, I, I hate comparing trauma because I think that's ridiculous. Um, everybody has trauma. In some it's so way. hard not to do, right? Yeah. It's but, hard. I, I, find, I do it too. Like I find myself making notes when I'm listening to you. I don't want to be that person that's all about me, you know, the narcissist. But um I, I do like listen to other survivors and even yourself here today and go, oh gosh, you know, that isolation, I do remember that. Exactly. And it's so painful. It's like, you know, with this really good, um, I put a new referral on cult podcasts to listen to this recent uh, episode of Jimmy Dore show, which is political normally, but he had a guest on speaking about, um, we are more than trauma survivors. We yeah. are, you know, like I'm guilty of that. Slapping was that, um, was that survivor. Gabor Mate? Yes. Yes. Oh, you yes. saw it. I did. I watched it last night and it, I- Wasn't I, he great? Yeah. And I really am glad that you brought that up. I but, bought the book. Oh, you did? I, I, I'm going to buy I bought the book today. Like, 15 <laughs> bucks digital and audio comes with it. Yeah, so I'm really glad you brought that up because, okay. um, 
one of the things I've been struggling with is um, like, I don't want to just be a survivor, you know, because that's not all I am. I'm an actual human being. Um, yeah, you got skills and stuff. And yeah, you're a mom. Whole other life. And it yes. feels like my life is very, it's like bifurcated. Like I have one half mm. of my life where I do um, advocacy work and it's all volunteer. Um, and then mm-hmm. my, my day job is like, I work for a county government and I'm mm-hmm. a, a finance analyst and that's oh, what I do go. for a day job. And so like, it just feels like my life is very separate in those mm-hmm. senses. And yeah. I think a way of protecting myself again by doing this whole, like, you know, um, I'm, I'm not sure how to describe it, but like if the two ever meet, it could yeah. be scary for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I understand. I'm not um, in a grocery store going, you got to hear my podcast. It's about exactly. sexual like, You abuse. don't want to be that person all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same as, you know, yeah, no. It's like, hear my finance podcast. No. Yeah, this one's like, heavy. Yeah. You don't always want to say that you were raised mm-hmm. in a sex cult. So mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. I didn't want to say it for 35 years. And finally, I realized, like, you know, I might be able to help someone. Exactly. And I think that's where, like, it's not comparing trauma, but identifying. Yeah. Yeah. The identifying somebody else's experience yeah. in your own and, and sorry, I, I'll be honest. I don't think I realized how shitty I had it. And I remember the moment like I when I first started speaking out, I would dribble out little things into the episodes. And the first time I was kind of floored about my like who am I comparing notes with? Uh the first person I had on my show, besides mm-hmm. my mother, was Daniela M. Young. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> which which you say, well, because you've read the book. And yeah, I perfect. read her book in preparation for this interview. And I cried through the whole book. And yeah. I was crying for both of us, like, at the same time. Like, but she had a whole nother life afterwards. Yeah. That was a also very difficult in the army and yet she you know attained a lot and but because it was a uh, forced lesbianism forced multiple partners um it's divided by family there was no um they people even will say well you were still a virgin you weren't raped it's really hard for me to hear like no i was oh, raped no. Yeah, I was raped for six years by women. Are you telling me I I wasn't raped because it was a woman? Oh, well, who's oh no, first of all, like who said that to you? That's horrible. Why didn't you fight back? Um, you know, well, you were still a virgin at least. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, friends, friends, some of the justifications that people make for abusers is just out of control, like you were shaming, yeah, abused, yep, as a child, yep. And you were used as a child. You were prepped for this. And this age, this is what freaks me out, is the ages are the same. Like the the steps, like there was an important step at 10. There was an important step at 12 and 14. And by 15, I was really set up to be the sex slave. By 18, it was full on. This is the thing, is like a little... A roller coaster that they step all ladder. use. It's like a step ladder of abuse. It's a step ladder. Separate them from their parent. That happened to me. Yeah. Get them to, you know, fear you. 
that happened to you too? Isolation. 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 It's very important to abusers because isolation allows them uh, to do what they want in privacy. That's right. And that caveat always comes with, now listen, don't tell anyone. Exactly. This is between us. Exactly. (laughs) Well, I, yeah, I, I did try to tell, actually, I tried to tell, um, a teacher and, um, I got in real big trouble for it. For so, uh, the physical abuse of your father? Yeah, the physical oh, abuse. And, um, and what, what did he do? We got locked down even more. I think I was starved or something. I, It's oh, hard God. to remember. But yeah, like it was, the mm. abuse was severe. It was so severe that I believe I was tortured. Um, and I'm sure that there are a lot of other people out there who have had similar experiences. And so I think really, it's really, really important to talk about stuff like this because it just stays in the dark. It stays hidden because people think that, oh, their, their abuse was so weird and Mm -hmm. uh, horrible that nobody else could have ever gone through it. Right. And then when we talk, it's like, well, that was very similar to mine. Yeah. Yours is different though. Your, 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 uh, you know, corporal punishment was not f- uh, for me. I, I didn't experience that. The isolation, yes. Uh, food and sleep deprivation, check. Yeah. But that was later in 16 forward for me. 14 forward. But um, like you're talking young. Really young. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. But um, yeah. That's and why I- you're going to love Mate's book. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I really he's so read. compassionate. I, I right? really, really, really want to read his. I wish I could talk to him. He's so amazing. Um, he just has a lot of empathy. You can tell, like he just, yeah, thinks he thinks deeply about what he says. Yeah, before he says it, and we need more of those. Yeah. yeah. Um, user comment. This is an incredibly brave and brilliant conversation. Thank you uh, to both of you. Oh, no kidding. Thank you for being here. Thanks for listening. And it is exciting because, like, um, you know, I think about the fact that since the 50s, there's been millions of cult kids that went through this. Their experience will be a little different, each of us. Right. But they were somehow subjugated. Time and, you know, childhood was stolen because you were made to behave like an adult quite often or... Um, deprived praised for being an adult for acting like an adult okay oh okay yeah you were saying also that the whole guilt for everything yep (laughs) blamed for everything um and we do think this is the part that i've really been pounding on personally for a while now you know it's so odd a human tendency to feel guilt for being abused it's really yeah. hard to deal with. And um, I mean, I'm I'm wondering as as we're talking about this, um, something occurs to me that like in order for abuse to happen, there has to be blame somewhere. And because of the blame, then you feel guilt. Okay, so that's the victim shaming from the abuser still saying, Well, see, if you hadn't acted out, I wouldn't have had to hit you. And also from people around them as well, right? Like the people yes. 
in my case, uh, who didn't want to get abused, my siblings or, mm-hmm. um, you know, just mm-hmm. people around us who knew that stuff was happening and they neglected it. And so then you think, oh, well, they're okay with it. So it must be my fault. Right? Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. The arena. Okay, wait, let's, let's stop there. Hover for a minute. That's really great what you said, like there is a group uh, approval. Yeah. Because of the system in place, the system of control, and that's the doctrine, usually. These are the rules, you know. And whether it was justified or not, they're like, well, she did something because nobody, dad's always right, you know. He's Mm -hmm. not going to hit her if she didn't do anything. No, that's not true. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah, that reminds me of, um, and I can't say who this is, but like somebody in the group who just suffered horrible domestic violence in their marriage. Um, Mm. When she went to a doctor because of brain injuries, um, the doctor was, (laughs) the doctor was obviously an asshole. (laughs) Sorry, I hope I could say that on here. Um, But he basically Mm -hmm. was like, well, what did you do to deserve it? no yeah they still say stuff like that yeah this was your it's in- like the non- <laughs> it was not like in another country it's not the 1950s because <laughs> that's I'm like you they, that's they like they well find- we need to send you for a lobotomy because you're saying yeah, something like, to your husband i think no. abusers, they also find like they find sympathetic oh parties God. So they'll find like a doctor who's also okay like like them you know yeah. in a way um who share certain beliefs and so you know you will find a lot of folks out there like who's they share a lot of the same beliefs so <laughs> it's not surprising so wretched so either either that's the only doctor they use or allow to be used yeah i know with mm-hmm. me um my medical care was very controlled i had to wow. go with somebody um and yeah. i remember the doctor like my first experience with um an OBGYN when I was pregnant with my daughter my first child mm-hmm. was to feel shame and mm-hmm. embarrassment about being pregnant um because she made me feel like I was a horrible person because I was so young and I was pregnant oh my and god it wasn't like you didn't I, sign up for that no and I think doctors are trained differently now like especially OBGYNs like I think um oh most OBs have to ask patients now if mm-hmm. if they experience domestic abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I think that's changed um, since. I mean, I hope it has. Like, maybe I'm just sticking my head in the sand. I don't know. That um, is sad. But I do just remember the guilt and the shame of feeling like, oh, like mm-hmm. even she thinks I'm a horrible person because she's insinuating you're promiscuous at a young age, and it's like it couldn't be further from the truth. And even if I was like, okay, what does that have to do with her? True. And why True. does that deprive me of mm. of any type of medical care? Like, I'm so leave, sorry. yeah, leave the judgment out of medical care. That's what you're supposed to do as a doctor. I thought mm-hmm. like people have to take a Hippocratic oath. Mm. You know, like they're supposed to serve everybody the same way. Hello, Sarah. <laughs> you know, that I think you get to choose. I've got one for you on that. I think they meant. To be an oath to be hypocritical. (laughs) 
they misunderstood. I think there are some, I, I know, <laughs> I actually know of some really good, um, you know, yeah. I know there are oh, yeah, there is. nurses yeah. and doctors yeah. and, and there's wonderful care out there, yes. but in, in cases where there's abuse, I do think mm -hmm. that abusers shop around. I do too. And, um, and I think there is a network of folks that like support this type of behavior. Well, first of all, I think of the scene and this is very much movie worthy material. Okay. I'd like to just put that out there. The scene where you are in an open air market where your father says, let's go on a trip and you're age 12 and you're introduced to a, like a doctor or a lawyer or something. And they have doctors and lawyers in your international, the Sufi international cult that take care of their members. So uh, yeah, this is a control group and a system of trafficking we're talking right. about. Right. Um, and I think when you mean open air market, basically just being introduced to men and yes. kind of being on a marriageable list. Like, yeah. she, like she needs to get married quick because otherwise she's going to lose her virginity because mm -hmm. God forbid she's passing notes in class. Oh my gosh. Just, I just, the idea, the way it is really hard, like, again, I'm really dealing with this in real time. Um, the way they think of women is such an inanimate object. It's we're really property. hard to we're believe. Property. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, we were property for sure. We mm -hmm. were property. It's hard and to I, believe yeah. someone buys into it, you know? I, I struggle with that every single day. Yeah. Like, why would somebody want to join this group? And once they see <sighs> that. Why would they want to stay? The men, right? Well, the women too. See, that's where I get conundrum. Down. It's not just. Yeah, because yes, like. There's I a mean, lot of women in the group. Mm, there's, I mean, there's women who stay in there like a second wife. Or I don't know. Like, why would you stay? Why would you enable it to I continue? Mean, and then again, like, I almost feel like, isn't that victim blaming? Aren't I blaming them? Because I shouldn't be blaming them. I mean, they probably joined because of whatever struggle they were going through and maybe got um you know I, I don't know maybe they got you know taken advantage of somehow mm -hmm. but where do people have to take some responsibility is what i'm asking like and and i guess you're you're going there um with the legal battles you're going to congress you're going to try to get uh, not in the sufi cult but in the united states of america laws in each right. state um you know, this free work that you do is not rewarded. It's like, this is, it can be a very painful job as a survivor to speak out. And there is. isn't a lot of reward. It is a job. You're right. And I don't get paid for it. And, right. um, you know, like I kind of have done that purposefully because I feel like this is my passion. Right. Um, and I think, I hear you. This is what, like, I just feel very strongly about this issue. And I think, Mm -hmm. that other people should know about it and uh, it doesn't really have anything to do with money or anything like that like i i right. want people to know that this abuse happens it happens legally there's a way to stop it and it's just to put a marriage floor in all of our laws and yeah. and you know protect minors from this systemic abuse yes that the the time stolen the uh uterus stolen um, the mental health stolen during those times, no questions asked. They just took it. Exactly. They just took it because you're in their teachings. That's what's supposed to happen. 
Right. And it doesn't just happen to people in cults. I mean, I know a lot of survivors who they didn't have any religions. They just were being abused by a family friend and then they got married off to hide the abuse or, you know, there's various examples of, you know, why, um, you know, survivors get trafficked and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. um, into these child marriages. And it generally just has to do with abuse and power. And it's usually an abuser who wants power over a child. And, um, and to me, it's like, that's the common thread of child. That is the common thread. It's not that it happens in one group over another, or it happens to these children over here, but not these children. over. No, it happens across the board. It happens everywhere. And, And also like, why does society always have to be like, oh, it's another person's problem? Mm-hmm. It's, if it's another person's problem, it's your problem too. Right. It's every future kid's problem too. That's us. That's everyone in the world's problem. It's all of us. It affects all of us in some way or another. And it's so much easier to turn the head, you know? It it really is. And it makes me, uh, that's part of this, the job, the advocacy work that hurts me the most is- me too the ability for people to just turn their other cheek oh well you don't look like me so i'm going to turn my cheek away or you came from this cult so that doesn't really happen anywhere else um i had recently a family member our main groomer my sister and i's uh, you know she abused us first and passed us on to other people sexually and you know this family member says well she was abused too yeah it's like, wait, you're speaking, uh, you're excusing her behavior because she was abused too. She chose to go on and do what was done to abuse her. abuse other people. That was yeah. not my choice. No. I didn't do that. So I don't want to give a pass to anyone. I and get it. the fact that they're trying to excuse behavior, like there's no excuse for abuse. It's time but, to, there you go. Yeah. There's oh my no gosh. excuse. There's no excuse for abuse. <laughs> Bumper sticker. <laughs> TM. It's just about power and control. And, and, you know, this is one of the major realizations I've had this year. Sexual abuse is about power. There's nothing more to it. Absolutely. It is dominance. It's dominance. It's that feeling of power. They, they, have they want felt powerless somewhere else. So they want to have some power here. It isn't even about the sex. Nope. You know, it's just that it's powerful and it's demeaning and it's um, confusing to the victim. So it's very effective. Very effective. And today uh, you blew our mind again, Sarah. Well, I really love talking to you, Frankie. You're just an amazing person. And you you are bringing people to the platform that need to be heard. And I really appreciate you for doing that. Thank you very much. Um, Having a platform is great and I do want to use it wisely and we need to help you out on your journey. So I would say that everyone in this, uh, listening to this recording can check out on the live link below the the links to find Sarah's uh, website. And I will repeat it out loud here real quick. Um, One second while I scroll. Because the first link you put in is um well first you can hear her full interview about her story on my podcast episode 35 we really pick her brain 
okay, about the sequence of events. You go recommend globalhope365.org. Global Hope 365 is dedicated to ending child marriage in the U.S. and preventing human trafficking. The blog, Tasneem, S as in Sam, F as in father, advocacy.home.blog. That's where you blog. And there's a lot of great information there. You work with Unchained at Last, the advocacy group, the Tahiri Justice Center, also in the chat, and the AHA Foundation. Um, your voice is loud and strong, and I am so uh, honored to have you in my space, and we'll do it again, I'm sure. We will definitely do it again. And I wish you happy holidays or whatever you are celebrating during this time. And I hope that you and your family are healthy and safe, Sarah. It's such a pleasure. Virtual hug here. Thank you so much. I love your voice. Keep it rocking. You too. Take care. Thanks for being here. <laughs> Bye-bye. Follow me on Reddit at Frankie Tees and on Twitter at Frankie Tees for supplemental discussion. The Frankie Files.